Hello and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery and I'm your host and we'll be reading. Uh, I'm really happy that you were able to take time out of your day uh, to read a word with me uh, and listen. Uh, take it one bite at a time. So uh, we are um, on chapter 13, which is episode 3.3. And we're just continuing with Jesus's ministry. Um, We left off where Jesus is talking about his brothers and sisters, and we're going to be going into him using parables and stories and illustrations uh, to um, teach um, uh, the people. So I'm going to say, uh, open up with prayer, and then we're going to dive right in because it's a little bit lengthy. So hopefully I won't go too long. I'm trying to keep it, sh- you know, short, but it's God's word, so I got to do what I got to do. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this moment in time where we can sit down in quiet and um, read through your word, Lord. You've provided us with everything that you need, what we need and uh, through your word and we just thank you so much for loving us so much that uh, you have given us instructions on how to live our lives lord we especially thank you for the gift of your son jesus christ we thank you for his um, sacrifice on the cross and his blood that shed for all of our sins thank you for this moment i pray bless Bless each person who is able to sit down and listen to this chapter and absorb it into their hearts, into their minds, into their lives, and um, and use it out in the world. We thank you so much, and we love you so much, and we pray this is a blessing to you. And I press, pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, episode 3.3. Chapter 13. Parable of the Farmer Scattering Seed Later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. His disciples came and asked him, Why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given and they will have an abundance of knowledge but for those who are not listening even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them that is why i use these parables for they look but they don't really see they hear but they don't really listen or understand 
This fulfills the prophecy prophecy of Isaiah that says, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear. And they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand. And they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. I tell you the truth. Many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they long to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seeds that fell on the footpath represent those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches it away, snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those <clears throat> who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Parable of the Wheat and Weeds Here is another story Jesus told. The kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But that night, as the workers slept, the enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away. When the crop began to grow and produce grain, the weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, Sir, the field where you planted that good seed is full of weeds. Where did they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer explained. Should we pull the weeds out, they asked. No, he replied, you'll uproot the wheat if you do. Let's both grow together. Let's both grow together. I'm sorry. Let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds, tie them into bundles, and burn them, and to put the wheat in the barn. Parable of the Mustard Seed Here is another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plant plants. It grows into a tree, and birds come and make nests in its branches. Parable of the Yeast <clears throat> Jesus also used this illustration. The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast of a woman, like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated every part of the dough. Jesus also used stories and illustrations like these when speaking to the crowds. In fact, he never spoke to them without using such parables. <clears throat> this fulfilled what God had spoken through the prophet. I will speak to you in parables. I will explain things hidden since the, since the creation of the world. Parable of the Wheat and Weeds Explained then, leaving the crowds outside, Jesus went into the house. His disciples said, Please explain to us the story of the weeds in the, in the field. 
Jesus replied, The Son of Man is the farmer who plants the good seed. The field is the world, and the good seed represents the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. The enemy who planted the weeds among the wheat is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the harvesters are the angels. Just as the weeds are shorted out and burned in the fire, so will it be at the end of the world. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will remove from his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. And the angels will throw them into the fiery furnace where, they were weep where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in their Father's kingdom. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Parables of the Hidden Treasure and the Pearl The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout of choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. Parable of the Fishing Net Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a fishing net that was thrown into the water and caught fish of every kind. When the net was full, they dragged it up onto the shore, sat down, and sorted out the good fish into crates, but threw the bad ones away. That is the way it will be at the end of the world. The angels will come and separate the wicked people from the righteous, throwing the wicked into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Do you understand all these things? Yes, they said we do. Then he added, Every teacher of religious law who becomes a disciple of the kingdom of heaven is like a homeowner who brings from his storeroom new gems of truth as well as old. Jesus rejected at Nazareth. When Jesus had finished telling these stories and illustrations, he left that part of the country. He returned to Nazareth, his hometown. When he taught there in the synagogue, everyone was amazed and said, Where does he get this wisdom and the power to do, this, to do miracles? Then they scoffed. He's just the carpenter's son. And we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. All his sisters live right here among us. Where did he learn all these things? And they were deeply offended and refused to believe in him. Then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown and among his own family. And so he did only a few miracles there because of their unbelief. All right, so um, let's go back and kind of go through a little bit. <clears throat> so from what I understand, um, with the, well, he pretty much explains everything. Um when the seeds are scattered on the footpath and um, there's some that are uh, fall on shallow soil, um, other seeds uh, fall among the thorns, and then of course there's the ones like us who are, um, we, we were uh, planted in fertile soil and are producing a good crop because here we are in the middle trying to learn exactly what God's trying to teach us. Um, so 
you know, using illustrations, um, I've gone to churches where uh, the pastors use illustrations to explain things, and it kind of helps, you know, to kind of break it down for you a little bit. Um, so then you get into um, the explanation, which is in 18. Uh, the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. So that could be just about anybody that you might happen to talk to. You know, maybe you went to a store. Maybe you went, uh, I don't know, anywhere. You're walking on a path you, uh, and you happen to mention something, you, you know. And so they hear it, but then they're not quite getting what you're saying, so... It goes out of their head, and of course, you know, Satan's going to snatch that away from them. Um, then the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy, but since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. Those are probably people who really get excited, and they, um, you know, they're, they, they're really excited, and they, and they, they hear the word, and they, they want to hear, and they want to know a little more, but they quickly kind of fizzle out. Um, um, because they haven't grown in the Word, they haven't read the Word, they haven't um, cultivated uh, a relationship with God, you know, praying and, um, you know, receiving uh, the gift of salvation, all of this, you know, getting involved with your church, you know, doing ministry. So, you know, they quickly kind of fizzle out. Um, then there's the seed that fell among the thorns, um, that represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and lure of wealth, so no fruit is, is produced. So if you're allowing other stuff to kind of get in your head, it sort of pushes God to the wayside. And, you know, going back to one of the first couple of chapters that we read says, you know, pray about everything, worry about nothing, because God's got it. And so, you know, those people are not doing what they're supposed to do when it comes to that. And then um, the last one is obviously the people who um, hear the word, you're um, planted in good soil, and you're going to produce good fruit because you are um, cultivating, again, that uh, rich relationship with God. And then uh, moving on to um, the uh, wheat and the weeds, uh, you know, reading into that, uh, basically, you know, God is going to separate the good and the bad. He's going to separate the good fruit and the good wheat from the weeds. And the, and what they were talking, what he's talking about here is what you might read in Revelation when we get down to that. Or you can read Revelation along with this, um, which I've done that. And the more you read it, the more you understand it. But it's going to be a separation of the good and the bad. And um, and that's and he even says it's you know this is at the end of the world when this is going to happen. <clears throat> um, so uh, and obviously the enemy planted the weeds is you know Satan. Um, so. Then we go into the parable of the fishing net, same premise, you know, you're throwing your fishing net out and you're pulling up as much as you can and you're separating out the good fish from the bad fish. 
it's all the same, you know. He kind of is really trying to get them to understand. You know, you're either with me or you're not with me. And you, you really should be with him. And then the very last part was about how Jesus went back to his hometown. And um, this, it's describing how hard it is to um, minister to um, your friends and your family who are non-believers. You know, they, they know you. They know your past. They know where you come from. Uh, obviously, Jesus is, you know, he was sinless, so he had nothing, you know, no past. I mean, all he did was good and did what he was supposed to do. But for the rest of us who uh, do have a past, some people have more of a past than others. And, you know, people that knew you in, you know, growing up or in school or, you know, college, you know, they're going to know who you were before you got saved. And, uh, or even, you know, after you got saved, I mean, you're still going to sin because that's just human nature. But anyway, um, so, you know, they're looking at you like, oh, well, isn't that the kid who stole the candy bar from the candy store when we were 10? You know, stuff like that. So it's hard to believe, you know, that anybody could have turned their hearts around. Um, but you, but we uh, are known uh, by the, the, the way we live our life. And living according to Jesus's way and when you live your life for Jesus hopefully it's being reflected and people will see that you've made a change in your life so all right well that's the end of chapter 13 um, as always it's good stuff um, and uh, I find it I say it every day it's a blessing to be able to do this and I'm thankful that I have uh, the capability to do it and the time to do it. So uh, I thank you again for joining me and for listening. And uh, we'll, um, I'm not going to leave without uh, inviting you into uh, the kingdom of Christ. So uh, if you haven't made a choice for Jesus, if you uh, haven't decided, um, here's your moment to say the prayer. Uh, it's not a magic prayer. Um, it's all what happens inside your heart. Uh, so here we go. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, Today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect, and I know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. Thank you for the sacrifice of your son Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name. If you said that prayer, welcome. Yay. And... Uh, I'm just so thrilled that uh, in this moment you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Put a little check mark next to your chapter, mark the date that you got saved, and then start living your life for Jesus. With that, I'm going to close out and say God bless you. Have a good night, a good day, whatever moment this is for you, and uh, we'll see you the next time. Bye.